today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith Saul had every reason to succeed, but yet he failed. Because constantly making decisions that led to defeat, this man, was dying on the inside first. He was dying on the inside as again and again he walked his own way. He hardened his heart. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our heads and There's so much we can learn from the example of King Saul, and today, Pastor Ed wants us to learn from his death. Saul began his life in favor with the people of Israel and eager to follow God's plans. Along the way, however, Saul turned away from God and ran after his own agenda. Even with ample opportunity to change, Saul refused to repent. As we study the end of Saul's life today, we'll remember that while God gives us ample opportunity to start over, eventually it will be too late. Now here's Pastor Ed with part two of today's message entitled, Playing the Fool. Building in faith. What had happened in Saul's life, he finds himself in great distress. It was the fruit, it was the result of constantly walking in the wrong direction. The first step is found in 1 Samuel chapter 13. The first step in this king's life where he began to walk in the wrong direction is found in the 13th chapter, verses 13 to 14. And Samuel said to Saul, You've done foolishly. You've not kept the command of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. What happened was Saul was to wait for Samuel to come to make an offering to God. That offering that he was to give to God was in preparation for the Israelites to fight the Philistines. Before they were to go into battle, Samuel was to lead them in prayer spiritually to God. And Samuel was late. Saul's army was dissipating. Slowly they were disappearing. And Saul began the panic. And circumstances conspired to push him to cross the line and take the role of the priest upon himself. He was king, yes. But he presumptuously crossed the line, the boundaries that God had set. He stepped into disobedience. That disobedience would become a pattern in his life. Sometimes the circumstances of life conspire to push us, to nudge us, to cross the line of God's word and do it another way. But I want you to remember, just because things go wrong is no indication that you must go with them. And that's what happens. Sin has a tremendous pull and power over people when they commit it. 
You've heard the saying, sin will take you where you don't want to go, hold you there longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. When we break down the limits, the boundaries, and we cross those lines, we're on a deadly road. We're on a downward spiral. And that's what happens. See, God puts limitations on his people. God puts limitations on his children. And when we push those limitations aside and we cross those lines, we're in a dangerous area. One of the greatest temptations that we face is to think to assume that we are above God's law, that we are an exception to it. And that's where Saul is going. You see, he's setting the direction of his life. And as he begins to walk in that direction, it becomes now a willful disobedience. You see him willfully disobeying God. The prophet refers back in chapter 28 all the way back to the earlier chapters because he says, you did not obey the voice of the Lord and did not carry out his fierce anger against the Amalekites. God had commanded through Samuel, the prophet, to speak to Saul, kill and destroy completely the enemy of God, the Amalekites, but he kept the very best for himself and for the people. He didn't obey the voice of the Lord. Partial obedience is no obedience at all. Partial obedience is disobedience. And that's what's happening in Saul's life. He's taking matters into his hand. He's doing it his way rather than God's way. He's making up the rules as he goes along. And willfully, he's disobeying. Now, when he started off, He didn't start off that way. In fact, he cleansed the land of mediums. He cleansed the land of witchcraft. Don't delve into that. Don't embrace that. I don't care what's happening in the culture. Whether they call it good witchcraft or white witchcraft. I remember years ago when I was pastoring, I received a phone call late at night, 11 o'clock, a mother frantic about her daughter. She said, Pastor, please come. She's terrified. She's hearing voices. And I went over the house, and as I began to talk to this older teenager, I found out that she had been playing with the Ouija board with her friends. And she began to hear afterwards voices. And we had to pray over her and ask God to deliver her from that oppressive power. Don't cross the line. Don't go there. In Deuteronomy, we're warned. And do not let your people practice fortune telling or use sorcery or interpret omens or engage in witchcraft or cast spells or function as mediums or psychics or call forth spirits of the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. You can't departmentalize your life. Sin over here seeps out over there. Sin over here seeps out all around. And that's what's happening in Saul's life. He is becoming willful in his opposition of God. And you see this progression through the story of his life. You know, you pour the form. The cement dries. The character, the destiny is set in concrete. 
Break it. Break it. Break it. If you're walking in willful disobedience to God, deal with it. Don't let it go on. Let repentance be from the depth of your heart. No one said more than Saul, I have sinned. But those words didn't get him on his knees and didn't produce a broken heart inside and didn't cause him to beg for God's mercy and forgiveness and grace. We live in a culture that is going further and further and further away from God. Don't play the fool. Someone has said, a man, when he plays the fool, he neglects godly counsel. A man, when he plays the fool, neglects his mentors. A man, when he plays the fool, is presumptuous and violates God's appointed boundaries. A man, when he plays the fool, disobeys God in small matters and considers it not. A man, when he plays the fool, tries to cover up his disobedience using religious excuses. A man, when he plays the fool, tries to persuade himself he is doing the will of God when all the while, deep down inside, he knows, he knows, he knows he's not. A man, when he plays the fool, allows jealousy and envy to master and control his life. A man, when he plays the fool, knowingly fights against Almighty God. A man, when he plays the fool, instead of seeking God, seeks all other things. Saul said, I played the fool. And you see him acting that out through all of the chapters. And that leads to defeat. It always does. It always will. Forever it is written into God's moral law. In Galatians, Paul tells us, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. I know, I know our culture says, no, times are changing. The consequences are bound up in the law of God. When it is broken, it breaks us. You could see the continual decisions that lead to defeat in his life. Sometimes people are living in defeat because they're making all the wrong decisions. Had they made the right decisions, the godly decisions, had they obeyed God, it would lead to victory, not to defeat, not to disaster. In Jeremiah 2.19, the word of the Lord says, your wickedness will punish you. Your backsliding will rebuke you. Consider then and realize how evil and bitter it is for you when you forsake the Lord your God and have no awe of me, declares the Lord Almighty. Think about that. Our own sin rebukes us, corrects us. Our backsliding becomes a snare to us. That's what he's saying. Again and again, the voice of the Lord spoke. To Saul. Again and again, God said, Stop! God said, Turn around! God said, Repent! But again and again, He deafened His ears, He hardened His heart, He blinded His eyes, and He chose to walk outside 
the will of God. What a tragedy his life was. In Proverbs 29, 1, it says, A man who remains stiff-necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. Samuel was such a great mentor, but Saul didn't profit by it. Look at the great promises that Saul had, the great prospects, God's calling, God's blessing on his life. Think about that mentor Samuel. He was a great prayer warrior who continually prayed and stood behind Saul and prayed for him. Think about the son that he had, Jonathan. No one was more loyal to Saul, to a father, than Jonathan was. And even David, when he had the opportunity, would not lift his hand up against the Lord's anointed. Saul had every reason to succeed, but yet he failed. Because constantly making decisions that led to defeat. This man was dying on the inside first. He was dying on the inside as again and again he walked his own way. He hardened his heart and he refused to listen. You know, not only did his decisions, but a word from heaven came. You can never, ever, ever resist God. When God says it's over, it's over. When God speaks, it stands. The declaration that brings defeat in 1 Samuel 28, verses 16 to 17, Samuel said, why do you consult me now? Now that the Lord has turned away from you and become your enemy. The Lord has done what he has predicted through me. What happened was day by day, year by year, decade by decade, 40 long years Saul reigned. Progressively, he disobeys God. He becomes an enemy of God. He fights God's purposes. He fights God's plan fighting against David, fighting against God's providence. Submit to his word, submit to his spirit, submit to his ways. Guard your heart and search it. Search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there be any wicked way in me. So many times we're busy searching everyone else's heart when we need to search our heart. It's me. It's me, O Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's not my brother, not my sister. It's me, O Lord. When we come into the very presence of God, when we stand before the Lord, oh, that we would have such a heart that said, Lord, search me and know me and reveal myself to myself. Don't deceive yourself. In the book of Revelation, Jesus spoke this word to his church. Repent, therefore, otherwise I will soon come to you and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. It was a defeat that would eventually lead to his death. And a tragic death it was. Proverbs says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. Richard 
80 years old, went home to be with Jesus. He knew the Lord. He served the Lord. He had a desire to witness for Christ. Adela, a godly woman who blessed her children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, who would prophesy over them, who was marvelously saved in Puerto Rico, who was marvelously transformed by the power of God throughout those decades, blessed her children, both of these people in heaven with God. Their funerals depicted very much their victorious life. Here, Saul's death mirrored his disobedience to God. His life work was completely obliterated, destroyed. Look at chapter 31, verses 1 to 2. It says, Now the Philistines fought against Israel. The Israelites fled before them, and they many fell slain on Mount Gilboa. Here, the Israelites are going to suffer because of Saul's rebellion. And that's the way it always is. No man, no woman is an island unto themselves. Our actions, our deeds, our attitudes have a rippling effect and impact all of those around us. And here, Saulius, what he did impacted his sons. There he is now, without an army, without his sons, Without God. When he began his reign, and when he ended his reign, the borders of the nation had hardly changed. He had simply accomplished nothing. Oh, Blue Eyes, you know his song. Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. His last words to his wife, Barbara, when he died were, I'm losing. Whenever you do it your way, you're losing. When it's your agenda rather than God's agenda, when it's your will rather than God's will, here he is, losing everything. Everything. What a tragedy. When you look at the disgraceful end, His life work was a disgrace. There they strip him dead. They hang him on Mount Gilboa. They cut off his head. They hang up his three sons on the wall. They're naked. There the jackals are, and there the vultures are, and there they are. And people are mocking and ridiculing. He dies in disgrace with nothing to show for his life. You know, I I don't want to be too political, but what are our politicians leaving the coming generations? A bankrupt nation with immoral laws that are destroying the moral fiber? What will be heaven's epitaph on those who cast aside the word of God, the law of God, and become a law unto themselves, like Saul, like Saul. He dies, they take his body to Betsham, 
just a short distance where they first announced him as king and the trumpet sounded. His life came full circle. I just want to wrap it up with a couple of thoughts. Saul began his reign with cleansing the land of all of the mediums, all of the witches, all of those things that were evil. He ended his reign by embracing them. Hear me and hear me clearly. When a man or a woman backslide, the devil will mock them. Watch them embrace the very things that they spoke against when they were walking with God. When they've wandered far from him and they're walking and living in sin, Satan will snare them and capture them, and their sin will mock them for the very things that they oppose, the very things that they rejected when they were walking with God, they embrace. And there he is. Edgar Allan Poe, the poet, said before he died, Lord, help my poor soul. John Wilkes Booth, the one who assassinated President Lincoln, said two words before he died. Useless, useless. A life that turns from God and walks in its own way is a life that will end in despair, end in emptiness. What a tragedy Saul was. There is a legend concerning the Roman Emperor Charlemagne. The legend says that just prior to his death in 1870 AD, he called his attendants around and he asked that he would be entombed, sitting up straight with the crown on his head, a scepter, and the regal robe about him. And the book opened with his hand on that book. 200 years later, when they uncovered his tomb, they saw a gruesome, gruesome skeleton. The crown had tilted. The robe was moth-eaten. The scepter had fallen. His bony finger was on this passage of Scripture. Matthew 26, 16. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his own soul. What good will it be if a man gains the whole world but forfeits his own soul? I know the message is different this morning. It's serious, it's somber, it's sober. But I want to wake us up. I want us to wake up as a people. Life is quickly going. The years are quickly passing. Don't squander your strength on the pursuit of the things of this life. And like Saul, don't fight against God in your life. Don't cast aside his law, his word. Don't let the epithet of your life be 
He played the fool. We're so glad you joined us today for another edition of Building in Faith. As Dr. Ed Jones teaches more from the incredible life of David, we hope that you've been encouraged by today's message and that you desire to seek God's will for your own life. Following God is an adventure and definitely goes against the grain of the world, but it's filled with the freedom that grace provides and blessings beyond compare. Would you like to know more about having a relationship with God? We'd love to tell you more. Please give us a call at 845-462-5955 and let us share how Jesus has changed our lives. If you'd like to learn more about the Building in Faith radio ministry or to hear more messages from Pastor Ed, visit our website at buildinginfaithradio.com. There you'll also find more information about Pastor Ed and the activities for your family at Faith Assembly. Our church has weekly services on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and again on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We would be honored to have you join us if you're in the Poughkeepsie area. Each service is spent in fellowship with other believers, learning more about our Savior, and praising Him for all that He has done for us. Give us a call for more information. Our number again is 845-462-5955. We hope today's message has blessed you, and that no matter what is happening in your life right now, you're turning to Jesus for the love and guidance you need. Please join us next time on Building in Faith Radio as Pastor Ed dives deeper into the life of David. Your word restores and